It's time! Fight fans and degenerate gamblers, welcome to the Thick Boys Fight Club, where there are only two rules. Rule number one, always talk about Thick Boys Fight Club. Rule number two, talk about Thick Boys Fight Club, even if no one wants to talk about Thick Boys Fight Club. All right. We are back, guys. This is going to be our breakdown show. UFC Fight Night, Qatar versus Ige. Yep, and I'm Ty Stewart. And I'm Nick Westervelt. Yeah, and what a night of fights. Um, you know, we, I just want to give a quick shout-out before we go into the main card to my boy, Modeski Bukowski. Um, hey, good win. It was, a, it was a little weird finish, but, you know, I do think he was winning that fight. And thanks for the easy money, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, dog. Thanks for the pick. I like that one a lot. I mean, we'll talk about that here in a second, but I mean, you fall out of the cage. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Poor guy. That door was opened. Exactly. <laughs> it's his fault. But uh, so a little news for you guys real quick. News out of the UFC today. Uh, Dana White gave an update today on Israel Adesanya versus Paul Costa. Just want to let everyone know there is no holdup. So we're just waiting for the fight contract to be signed and we should be able to make that one official. That will be great. That will be the one I'm looking forward to the next for sure. Motherfucking barn burner right there. Paulo Costa is going to march forward on this guy. For sure. Also popping up was Ali Star Overeem today. He's uh, going to be slated to return against Augusto Sakai. That should oh, yes, be a I pretty saw good. That. Yeah, that should be a pretty good one too. And then also all I got for you guys, Rose Nama Yunus. Says she looks forward to a beautiful display of martial arts with UFC champ Zhang Weili. Can't wait for that one as well, guys. That's oh, yeah. a badass fight. I and hope guys, they announce that one soon for sure. Yeah, and guys, you know what? The great thing about that last fight about Rose, because she didn't look so good, was that's going to lower the odds on her, making it more, you know, we might get some plus money on her. For yeah. sure. I'm looking forward to it. For sure. All right, so let's jump into the card here, guys. Guys, card fights were amazing the prelims honestly stole the show though i gotta say prelims all submissions tkos knockouts only one decision actually on the prelim great night of fighting we got to the main card we got all decisions but we'll get into that one but yeah as ty said uh the pick that he gave you guys for a guy a gentleman that he's actually trained with Go for Odesky, it, uh, Buka- Dude, he went in there. You know, it was getting a little worried. Uh, the gentleman he was fighting was getting some nice leg kicks off. They were just kind of exchanging. And then last in the last 30 seconds, shot on my boy. Mo was able to just throw some nasty elbows, which he's actually knocked someone out in that position before. Um, just elbowed him. The gentleman, I think he was actually just trying to take a dive, saying that he received an illegal blow to the back of the head. The ref told them they were all legal. And then, you know, he kind of argued with the ref a little bit. He went to lean back on the cage, didn't realize he was by the door, fell out of the cage, and the ref called it right there. You know, I didn't think the fight was going to go any other way. The guy was definitely gassing out in that uh, last in that at the end oh, of that yeah. first round. No, we were coming to the end no matter what, but I just can't – I've never seen someone fall out of the cage before. That's the first <laughs> for me. I've never seen yep. that. That was crazy. But, yeah, that was a great way to start our day off, guys. Want a little bit of money off that one? Yep. 
And then we'll break it down main event. Yeah, now Here now we go, go over everything. We got uh, Abdul Al-Hassan, 10 and 1, coming in as the minus 300 favorite fighting in the welterweight division against Munir Lazez, 9 and 1, plus 260. Nick, you got this one. Why don't you take it away? Guys, when I tell you everything that's in favor of going for someone like that, you don't just listen to me. You bet your fucking mortgage payment on it. <laughs> like, the stars were there. I told you guys, the dude misses weight. This is his hometown. Like, how could you not make this pick, Ty? How did you oh, not take the pick? Dude, like I said, like, if I, I would really like to have had access to some of his more recent fights. Like I said, the only ones I could find were from two years ago. Because the stand-up that he showed tonight, compared to what I saw from his footage in 2017. So that's actually more like three years ago. Bro, exactly. A whole nother level. This guy I, looks I see what fucking you saw, phenomenal. But sometimes phenomenal. you just got to go with what you're looking at bro, as far look, as facts. Look, don't act you, like you weren't going to shoot you yourself said in the it. first fucking you two minutes, bro. You said where he trains out of. Yeah, you no, called hey, it like yesterday. I said, I said it was a good – look, good pick oh, yeah. for the upside. But in that first couple of minutes, oh, guys, you I'll were not thinking you were I was. I was tripping. I thought, oh, here we go again. It's going to end just the way all this other dude's fights have stopped. And, my God, he weathered the storm, and then it was game time. And, I mean, it was really game time. I mean, amazing. I don't even think the judges gave him all three rounds, if I'm not mistaken, correct? I think they all scored um... it 30 to – if I'm I not, think maybe so one of maybe them gave, one, one gave him way, yeah. one gave him one, one round, way. but yeah, super good fight, guys. Glad I could call that one for you. I made some money off that. I hope you guys did too. Yeah, and look, man, I gotta say the Monet Lazez, like just incredible t um, striking ability there. He was really great at mixing up his strikes, using leg kicks, body kicks, head kicks, also using that knee, throwing some beautiful elbows and let me oh, just yeah. tell you those things were ridiculous he's got a very bright future write that name down because you know he's going to be flying through the ranks no doubt it will. for sure yeah and then um coming right. up next we had in fight? the yep women flyweight division molly mccain 10 and 2 come in as a minus 130 favorite fighting talia santos 15 and 1 the plus 110 underdog i'm just going to take this away because i lost i got this one wrong man uh, gave i gave it to you guys myself again. Yeah, I went the wrong way. And let me tell you, Talia just came out. I knew she would be the striker. She dominated on her feet. She worked her with the takedowns, ground and pound. She just looked stronger, faster, and just had more abilities than Molly McCann did. She, she came in a phenomenal shape, which just gives it to Santos even more. Incredible display. I, can't, I don't know what else to say, man. She just worked that girl. Oh, yeah. I mean, she beat that bitch up, if I may say. Um, you know, you got to look at it like I, the stat I think that I said is honestly where the fight was won too predominantly. I mean, a woman to have a six-inch reach advantage, I just think is a big deal. It's obviously, and not taking away from women or anything like that, just the strength, you know, you need when you have an, a gap like that, you know, to come in and out. Molly just didn't have the speed to be able to handle that, obviously, you know. I mean, Talia was able to keep her distance the entire time, truly. There was a couple times, of course, you know, she got in there and cracked her. But for the most part, I mean, that was where, where the advantage was, in my opinion. But, yeah, on top of that, her ground game, I mean, her takedowns, man. My God. 
I actually do want to say, I think the biggest factor that I saw now that I'm really rethinking it yeah. is definitely that tie clinch, dude. Because after she worked her with those knees, you would see Molly would lift her leg up. Like she would engage in a clinch and then immediately she would just lift her leg up to defend herself because she was so terrified to be neat again in the stomach. It was, yeah. yeah, I could just see like she was eventually just became afraid of that. Yeah, no, there was a lot of upsides, obviously, for Tyla, you know, for Tyla. But yeah, I mean, but those takedowns, man, brutal. Yeah. We're not just getting taken down, getting thrown on the ground. You know what I mean? Yeah. So pretty God. impressive. Yeah. Pretty, oh, man. Really impressive. No doubt. Yeah. But um, then we went on to our uh, featherweight bout featuring my boy Jimmy Hivera, 22-4, and four, fighting Cody Stamen, 9-2-1. Uh, Rivera came in as the minus-135 favorite. Cody Stamen came in as the plus-115. I do believe he ended up at minus-105 by the time the fight started, though. Uh, no, I actually I saw it right before the fight started. They both finished at minus-115. Oh, so they evened out. Okay. Yeah, so, so, sorry, so for regular folks, and that probably was minus 110. So, yeah, it evened out really right. It's like, but this was literally 30 seconds before the fight started is when I saw it. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. So, you know, a lot of people were seeing value on Cody Stamen, as I did. You know, once again, though, guys, I have to listen to myself and the facts that what I say, you know, I'm usually pretty correct on this stuff. <laughs> not trying to pat myself on the back but just when these guys have a quick turnaround on top of it it just it never seems to really work out as and i've said this time and time again as we've seen now here now honestly jimmy rivera was the better fighter tonight no doubt about it um he had cody's number in just about everything standing up poor cody had no chance though for sure i mean jimmy is out striking him outlanding him and hitting him with some pretty nasty shots. Cody tried to go to his wrestling there. And even that honestly kind of started to fall apart a little bit on him. You know, had some very good technical things happen. But Jimmy even had some even more technical, you know, th things that happened when they were in the clinch and whatnot of just getting the thing, getting it turned around on the cage and whatnot. I mean, it was Jimmy put on a good show, you know, and got the decision win. And he's back in the win column, you know. What was he, a three-fight losing streak? No, no, he, he lost three out of his last four, but he was on a two-fight losing streak. But two that, fight like we said streak, before, yeah. Al Jermaine, Sterling, and Peter Yan, probably the number one and the number two guys in the division. And yeah. like I said, Jimmy looked fantastic against Peter Yan, and that was really the deciding factor for me. His speed, his strength, everything about him is just really impressive. For I sure. unfortunately had to step out for this fight. Um, really bummed out. I'm definitely going to go back and watch it, but I'm just glad, you know, I was finally able to pick one up on Nick, get it a little bit closer, you know, but I'm really happy for the guy. I really look forward to seeing this kid's future. He's really an exciting fighter in my, in my mind. Yeah. Well, he's definitely back. So that's good. Yeah. Um, coming up next, we had Tim Elliott, one minus 135 in the flyweight division fighting Ryan Benoit plus 115. Benoit. Uh, Benoit, Benoit. Yeah, sorry. That's right. Uh, Ryan Benoit. And plus 115, this was, for me, this was a great fight. Really fun to watch. Tim Elliott, you know, he's a really awkward style of fighting, but just creative, different. It just kind of added some really cool elements to the fight game. Ryan Benoit was definitely your more standard technical boxer, was really trying to find that one shot to put um, Tim away, but he did a great job of, I think he was just outworking him with volume was really the thing. What did you think, Nick? Um, you know, I was actually really, I thought we had, to be honest with you, before they announced it, I thought this was going to be one that we both got wrong. Um, mm. I actually had Ryan winning the fight. 
I, I do want to go back and watch it. It just it seemed to me that Ryan had won two and three. I know they were. I know two was very very close. Obviously, right. Um, yeah, and Ryan walked out a little upset. So I, I believe he was truly thought that he had won the fight too. Tim was wearing it more. Maybe that's just what I kind of saw, you know. Um, but yeah, it was a very good fight. It was super close. Just like you said, Ryan was trying to box. You know, Tim really wasn't having it. And yeah. 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 Tim's just, just his unorthodox style really had, I think, Ryan like a little off of his game in the start, which really helped him. And then to the mixing in of the takedowns, making, again, it's like I talk about guys, it's, you got to be a full mixed martial artist and just having more tools at your disposal and using them just gives you that slight edge. You know, it's just that one extra thing you're doing to make yourself look better in the eyes of the judge. And honestly, it's those things are probably the, what help Tim win. You know, if you're just going to box and you don't aren't really looking dominant and this other guy is keeping it close, but also mixing in some takedowns here and there and pushing you up against the fence. It's not going to look good for them. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But hey, we got the win. Doesn't matter what I thought. Exactly. Only matters what the real thought is. Got exactly. the win three. Got the win for you guys. Hopefully you won with that pick And as congratulations well. to Tim Elliott, man. You know, coming off a three. That, he was on a three-fight losing streak. So three really good for him. He breaks back. It. Yeah, for and sure. And Ryan, Ryan Benoit is going to need a big win in his next fight. You know, he's got – now that's two. That's two in a row he's lost. Um, there we go. But moving on. Main to event. two contenders. We had Calvin Qatar, minus 300. Fighting in the featherweight division against Dan Ige, plus 250. Nick, why don't you start? Yeah, you know, uh, this fight, I think, went kind of just about the way we thought it would go. Um, Calvin here, you know, uh, just stronger and bigger guy, in my opinion. Um, No doubt about it, Dan is very skillful, and he's a great fighter. He just um, doesn't have the size, I think, to compete against these guys. I don't know what he should really do at this point. I know everyone's going to say I'm crazy because he was on a six-fight winning streak and whatnot. But, you know, I think the problem is we're talking about a winning streak he was on when he was fighting lower-level guys. Uh, I just – poor Dan, I think when he gets above these, te- you know, top ten guys, he's going to have a problem like this nonstop is what's going to be an issue. I mean, Calvin honestly just was outworking him. The round that he lost – we were kind of discussing it earlier for a second. I, I just thought the only reason he truly lost the round was just he, it was like, he just kind of fell asleep for a second and just was like, I'm only going to hit, hit back up, back up, back up. You know, it wasn't as nearly output that he was putting on the rest of the rounds, which is why he won all those rounds. Um, and I mean, my God, they were both though. I got to say, got to give credit to Dan though. Definitely hit, hit Calvin with some shots. Hit him with some big shots as well. I mean, Calvin was hitting him with some shots, but the counter punches from Dan were like, oh, my God. Like, there was a couple of times I thought he was going to drop him. Like, hit him in the chin. I remember in, the, like, the first or second, and I was like, oh, God. <laughs> I mean, but, you know, couldn't drop him, unfortunately, for him, I, which I think just goes down to his size. You know, he's just – he's a small dude. Um, yeah, it was – look – Either way, it was a great fight. I got to give my hat off to Danny. He made it a lot closer than I thought it was ever going to be. I thought for sure he was going to get finished. Look, Calvin Qatar, the one thing I would tell Dan is like, bro, you're fighting this guy at his specialty. 
you're fighting this guy in a boxing match and this dude is murking guys yeah given that just shows you how good dan ige is with his boxing really clean he was getting some great um counter punches going off and i think that's kind of what's made qatar a little bit more hesitant in that second round like we were talking about dan was hitting him clipping him with a couple good ones and i and I think, you know, Qatar felt him and was just kind of like became a little hesitant, a little worried, stopped doing his volume, like Nick said, went to the corner, corner told him, look, man, made that a close round. We need that volume. Bring up that pace so that you can really break him. Because after the third round, man, it became all Qatar. It was just yeah. him working him. But given Dan really did try seven attempts at the takedown, didn't get one I of know. them. Oh, my but, God. But, you know, like they said, that's from Qatar fighting um, – Zabit Magnumev Sheripov, right? That guy's an elite level wrestler. And so he knew, because he wants to fight him again, that he has to improve upon his takedown defense. And it really showed tonight. So I guess the ta- when, you know, I, I kept hearing that stat too. I, I thought he got one of those takedowns, but I guess they're not counting it. No, you have to land on your ass basically. And okay, so, so because when you're Calvin thinking Qatar totally turned his, around, yeah, he turned around on his knees yeah. and stood back up. That doesn't count, huh? Yeah. Interesting. So. Okay. I, I, I was like, huh, I thought that would be a considered, but I guess not. Yeah, no. But uh, look, like I said, man, props to Dan Ige. He looked great. He does have a bright future. That is tough. Like, he might be a tweener, you know? He might be one of those guys. 135 is a real tough cut for him. So he's got to fight at 145. Um, He does – what I would think I think he would probably need to do is – I'd like to see him – because it looks – it sounds like he's training here in Hawaii some local guys. Uh, uh, I I'd think love he trains to... out of Vegas, actually. Okay, he trains out of yeah, Vegas. I believe. I'd really so. I like to wrong, go. Yeah, I, hey, yeah. Doesn't matter right. to me. I'd like right. to see him go train with uh, Daniel Cormier, Khabib. Like, go over to that's American Top Team, right? I'm thinking of. No, yes. it's AKA. No, no you're it's thinking AKA. of AKA. Yes. Yeah, he needs to go to American Kickboxing Academy. Those guys have some of the high-level wrestlers because if he can add in a strong wrestling game, like an even stronger wrestling game to the one he's got to his arsenal. I think he could be a stud. Like, he could hang at 145 if his takedowns were as high level as his boxing. Yeah. No, you're probably 100% right. It just – I almost think he just – he needs to be with the smaller guys, though. You know, it's yeah. kind of – Yeah, we'll no, see. You, it just depends how – like, if he wants to stay up at that weight class, I'm just saying he's just got to be better with the wrestling because if he comes against a guy – because eventually he's going to have to fight guys like Qatar because you got to think – um. Yeah, 100%. Volkanovski, he's a 145er, and he's elite-level striker. Same with Max Holloway, elite-level yeah. striker. You're going to want to use your jiu-jitsu to your advantage in the future. For sure, for sure. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, so I went four out of five. Correct. Yep, yep that is correct. Got, and and I went, went uh, three out of two. And so three. that came down to Nick well, finished the season. Yeah. Yeah, three out. Well, no, three and two. Sorry, I meant to say like I got yes. three right, two wrong. Yes. Um, so Nick ends with a 29-22 record, and I end with a 28-23, giving Nick our first season victory. Little golfer clap, little golfer clap right there. You guys, and, uh, to me. <laughs> we'll be uh, resetting the stats and starting again from scratch on this next fight card. Like we said, about every 50 fights, you know, just to, it's gonna. I don't want to be like, oh, I got 264 right and. 120 or whatever it's going to take a lot to keep track of (laughs) for sure for sure all right guys well thank you very much please as always like and subscribe uh we will be back tomorrow night for our picks for the upcoming joseph benavides Benavides. and um damn i forgot the guy's name you should you i didn't get to see that original fight you're gonna have to what Um, was that guy's name figueroa that's his name yes yeah 
So we'll be back with our picks for that fight card. There's um, a couple other fights in that card I'm actually excited for too. So I can't wait for that one now. But we will come back with you guys. Like always, it'll be a little late night for you guys in the mainland. We'll be back though. Um, check it out Friday morning for you guys. You know, have your picks in and you have a day to take in what we got. But thank you so much. It was yeah. fun. Remember, always talk about that Thick Boy Fight Club, guys. Until always. next time. All right, guys. Peace. See you tomorrow.